and I wanted to mop her, like mop her up. Know that that bitch might just pull up and smack you in your face. I'm just not attractive to him. Cause then all of a sudden she wants to go on a date with him. What this person said, what that person said, like it's not gonna affect me. Hi everyone and welcome to Rap Party. This season, we'll be diving into all the drama from our latest show, Love Locked, brought to you by The Shade Room and Facebook Watch. My name's Jade, and I'm the founder of Sickbird, the production company behind the series. This week, we have on Ashley, who will be giving all of the details about what it was like to be on both Temptation Island and Love Locked. She shares, you know, the mental health struggles that come with being on a reality show, along with kind of what happened behind the scenes and what caused her to blow up like she did. So let's get into it. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. How's everything been in your world? So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Were you able to watch the first episode? Yeah, I did. I was cringing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Was it? It wasn't all bad, actually. You just got you just got a lot of chat with Bully. Yeah. So I didn't think it was bad. I think it was actually the production on it was really nice. It was definitely entertaining as far as like how things were shot. I just, I like it. I'm just like, cause it's me, you know, you watch things and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, it's, that's just going to be natural. Like how I feel, but nothing yeah, wrong with it. I liked it. Let's just talk about that day. And like, let's just kind of start from the beginning around like why you know you kind of were blindsided what happened during that day why you felt the way you felt and I'll kind of give you the floor to speak on that I don't know if you can call it like a meltdown is what I kind of had in the beginning of the day before I like spazzed out and left it was basically because I was kind of going through the feels knowing that like, you know, I'm doing another reality show. I don't have any control over how I'm perceived. And at the same time, this is another dating show. And at this point, I'm a single. I'm going into this basically blind. And I've always said I never want to be a single on a show if I don't feel like it's going to be at my advantage. That day in the morning, I felt like I was losing control. I had no idea if I'd be voted off. I had no idea how I felt about my castmates who was keeping it real. Cause like at the same time, like you kind of want to be in these situations with people that are like-minded and are just relatable or you feel safe with. I felt safe and secure with no friendships, no one in the house other than like Yasmin really. And I just, you know, so like I'm going through all the, the motions and I don't know if it was like PTSD. Like some people told me it may have been PTSD with like Temptation Island. Cause like I took a really big blow with that show. And so when I realized like I couldn't really control the situation, I was ready to go. So like I packed up my shit. And as you may have known, like I had taken my stuff to my car and I literally was stopped by a producer that told me to come back on set and I had nothing to worry about but I mean that's their job duh and so I was informed like you have nothing to worry about just come back to set blah 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 this and that I came back to set and I was told by Tokyo and I wanted to mop her like mop her up I was told by Tokyo oh you having like a little tantrum blah 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 this and that and it's like for me it's one thing when like people play it cool with me and know their place 
but like now you're talking to me like you know me from the street like you know me from where I'm from like you don't and that's the problem like I'm super preppy cute cool I have a whole different personality I'm super professional but I'm all of those things in the right places at the right time if you ever when I'm when I'm in a moment where I need my space and I need you to maybe shut the fuck up and not speak to me and you say some wild shit to me like um, just some bitch from around the corner mm. like know that that bitch might just pull up and smack you in your face so like how she approached me was talking to me like talking down to me or like because I've been nothing but nice to her she could test her luck with me that set me off so I just remember like basically like cussing her out real quick and like letting her know like yo like don't talk to me crazy because I'll smack the shit out of you like blah 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 so we kind of had that kind of conversation it was quick she picked up her shit left that dressing room and kind of like ran off and then all of a sudden she comes back and she says to me oh by the way um like I'm sorry don't take none of this stuff serious oh really yeah so like as soon as she said that I was like okay girl and then like you know, when someone says something to you and like, for me, I'm a bitch. I'm not even checking for you. Like, I don't care about you. I didn't come here for you. Like, you're not a big deal to me, period. You're not the big guy on campus. Like, and I'm not like other people might treat you like that, but I'm just not because like, it's not giving that. So whatever. She says that to me. And then me and Yasmin keep talking. We I completely wrote it off. You say something, you tell me not to worry about it. You apologize, whatever. Cool. Then she keeps saying it. So Tokyo was like, I didn't even realize that that was happening. So you and Tokyo kind of had like a behind the scenes, you know, disagreement. Yeah, because she told me that I was having tantrums and and I'm like, how I respond to situations and environments that I've previously been in that were toxic. Like, that's not, it's not your place to like come in and not be a friend or like, you know, considerate of how I'm feeling and to try to like downplay me or like, tell me calm the fuck down or like shut up or like go in my corner and chill the fuck out that's like basically the response she gave me Mm. I forget what she said verbatim but I just remember she said because you want to have like a little tantrum and kept going and and the ball kept rolling off the bat and I was like oh I'm having a tantrum is that what it looks like to you oh my god and so so where did that go like where did that end because I feel like you and her never really fully finished it did you message her after the show like what happened there so then after that I just remember when I like was spazzing and like collecting my shit and leaving because like obviously what I thought was gonna happen happened and I could have comfortably exited in my car without making a whole scene because one like I was embarrassed by the fact that and not really embarrassed I was more so irritated I was irritated by the fact that any Temptation Island shit was brought up because this ain't that this is not that show again to be clear and like why does that have to be brought up to make this shit pop when this is a show on its own and obviously if I'm coming into a show why would I want something mentioned from another one like that I already dealt with, that I already grew from, from it's just bringing that shit up again. So the worst of the worst ending could come about. And I remember when I was spazzing and leaving just because I was like, you know, this is behind the scenes shit. So what I said, I grew from the situation. I was grabbing my shit and leaving and Tokyo handed me one of my slippers. Now, all of a sudden, 
one of my slippers, it's like a fluffy pair of slippers. I had these slippers for a month. The balls on that fucking slipper is so hard to come off. Now, even me trying to like, I know the bitch yanked the balls off of the slipper. Like she tried to yank it and that shit wasn't coming off, but now it was dangling. So I peeped. She's the one of all people to bring me the slippers. So I'm like, and she's like, oh, here you go. Like trying to be all nice and kind while I'm leaving and everything. And then I was just like, oh, this bitch thinks I'm dumb. Like you definitely try to destroy my slippers. You definitely try to have a moment on camera and hand me my stuff as if you were being a friend when you've been a fraud. And then like my thing was she had reached out to me and called me to talk and was like at the same time that she this was after the show and everything, everything aired. She was basically telling me she felt like she was a villain, too. She what did she say? She said something about like and I was letting her talk, but I just still didn't like the tone. And with me, if you're coming to apologize to me, then you should be apologizing don't apologize and then try to say, but, but I felt this, like either you apologize and you're letting it go or you're going to just not fucking call my phone, period. Mm -hmm. So how did that end with you? Like, are you guys on good terms now or do you just not talk to each other? I mean, she was already blocked and everything on every social media platform for me. And I mean, I don't speak to her, but my issue is just that like, what y'all didn't see is like, I came in and Tokyo and Yasmin were my homegirls and I love Tokyo, big personality. And I feel like just like me. So I didn't have to do the whole extra shit. Like I felt like I was just chilling and relaxing because Tokyo was, you know, Tokyo, big ass personality. Same with Yasmin. Those are the people I normally fuck with. You know, those are normally my friends. So I was more so chilling and trying to figure out how to position myself with the whole show because I have more up against me <laughs> as far as like how it's perceived on the last one but like they helped me have fun and laugh in Tokyo I was looking out for her I was doing favors she asked me to call my my friend that has a boutique I had my my friend called out of work and literally was dropping off stuff to Tokyo I guess she didn't get much but whatever she still did you know as far as like rides going places and stuff I would, you know, give her rides and shit. And it's not a, it's not an issue when you're, when we're cool and we're friends and, you know, we kiki and we were hanging out and keeping in touch and stuff. But then I just felt like the disrespect, that's something I don't tolerate, not from my sisters, not from anybody in my circle. I wasn't going to tolerate it from her. And so when you start putting that energy towards me, it's, it's just not, it's not going anywhere with me because I'm not going to give it the time of day. And so, yeah, even now, like even after we talked and, and shit was cordial for me, it's just still like, I don't trust you. And I, I like, you're like a Hollywood friend, like I'm loving hip hop people. Everything is whatever it is in front of the camera, but behind the camera, you want to be cool and kiki. Like, no, keep it a hundred with me. I'm not one of those Hollywood people. I'm not. I don't have that kind of personality. Either, either it's 100 and you're not going to try and embarrass me or you do that type of shit and you don't fuck with me off camera. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And I think it's it's hard because a lot of times like when we're shooting like reality shows like this, you know, things do get heated on camera. And then like when things cut, like, you know, we do try and have it be more of like a calm environment. But you were always someone who was exactly the same way, like no matter if the cameras were rolling or not. 
And I think that like, you know, for, for the show, like people were making, like joking, like Naeem was saying, like, don't trust like scripting or anything, but it's like, we genuinely did not script this. Like no one got a script at the beginning of the day. It was very much so like, let's see kind of what happens. Were you more sad then or not sad, but like bothered to leave because you were vibing with like, let's say the other castmates, even like just not the women, but the men, would you say? Or were you just frustrated <laughs> over it? Like, or did the men do anything? Or were you just over the men? Uh, girl, <laughs> who were the men? Where were the men? <laughs> okay, what about Jay? Where were the men? No, because here's my issue with Jay. Me and Jay could be cool, but I don't even talk to him on the phone. So my thing is, so with Jay, like, you're, you're so much talk and you're so much game and you're so cool and you're, like, you were at least the like real person there that I could relate with right and he's a tourist so like I'm always attracted to tourist guys because they could be cool but then they can also be low-key grimy Mm. and so he kind of was giving me that low-key grimy vibe only because me and him would be kiki and flirting and then his he would have a moment where he could speak up and be like so before I spoke to Foley Jay and me were talking with Yasmeen and so me and me, Tokyo, Yasmin and Jay were talking and I think Foley was there too. However, me and I was showing Jay more love. Foley was at me, but I was showing Jay more love because I just like, he's calm and he's not trying to do too much. He's not trying to be extra for the camera. He was just acting just like me, very calm and chill. And I liked that. So I was giving him the time of day and he was like, you know, he peeped it. So he was into me, whatever. But as soon as, someone had came over and was like who do you guys want to take on like take ha- have like a one-on-one with jay fumbled oh and foley spoke up first so when foley spoke up first i was like okay i'm with it take in mind the only reason why i let foley talk to me was because i was like he likes me and i don't know what the game is with this show i was like maybe you have to have a certain amount of people like you and you're safe to stay like, I, I kept telling myself there might be an elimination. I don't know how it's going to play out. So anyways, I'm thinking that Foley says, let's talk. He kind of like steps on Jay's toes. I'm cool with it because Jay didn't speak up and say, no, I want to talk to her. So I was like, all right, bet. So I went and I spoke to Foley. It was funny. Wasn't attracted to him because he's just, he's my height. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was a chains or something, but it's just... It was like, we would be friends. So he was funny. And if I'm into you, the first thing I bring up is not going to be cheating. Absolutely not. Why would I bring up cheating if I'm actually into you? So it's like low key me being like, all right, so why are you over here? So you're like friend zoning (laughs) him immediately. Yeah, immediately. It's like, okay, we can kiki, we can laugh, we can have a good time. But like, I'm a cheater, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm warning you. Let's not get right, it's a warning. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if he was the type of guy to win my mind, he wouldn't be the kind of guy to keep me because I'm just not attracted to him. So that's that. And then with Jay, I was attracted to him and I would respect him. Like that's where the, like I would actually have a lot more respect for him. However, off camera, me and Jay vibing. Like I even have videos on my phone where like fake doing his makeup behind the scenes. And I don't know, like I liked him. Like I thought he was cute and he was sweet. 
then here comes Kelsey. Here comes Kelsey talking about like behind the scenes. Oh, Jay dressed like he's going to church. He's boring. He's dressed like he's going to church. And I was like, girl, please. Because then all of a sudden she wants to go on a date with him. Oh, okay. Overall, who would you say like was your top pick? Would it have been Jay if you could do it again? If I could do it again, I would have definitely rocked with Jay. I love Naeem. And I love Naeem, but I realized I love Naeem as a friend. Like, I have many hot male friends that, you know, you might be have, like, a small, like, attraction to. But I feel like having a friendship with Naeem would be more solid than having uh, anything romantic with him. And Ayo, I wasn't attracted to him, I'll be honest. But, like, he seems like a really down-to-earth person. Naeem love him like we would definitely be really good friends who else jay i would i could date jay i could definitely date jay if he had more to me more of a backbone well what is what is mm-hmm. dating like for you now are you dating are you single <laughs> what is that like now i'm enjoying life <laughs> nice great answer no life is really great i'm just taking it slow because i feel like right now i've been exposed to like a great entree of <laughs> so I've just been around some really dope like amazing guys and I feel like professionally I always just want to be respectful and respected and because of these reality shows and the perception of them I always feel like cleaning up my behavior or you know just the mess in aisle six So, (laughs) so really, I'm just single and like working and trying to like, let my work speak for itself before, you know, my reality TV personality or anything else does or bad behavior does, I should say. So I'm single. I, mm, yeah, something like that. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I would say it's a really kind of exciting time for like a lot of the castmates are single too. And like in a place where they're just like trying to meet people, they're getting exposure from the show, like people have been reaching out. So it's kind of exciting. I I would say, you know, moving things back to kind of like full circle, this is obviously your second kind of reality series going through the motions with this. And you mentioned like some PTSD and stuff like that, which really mm-hmm. makes sense and kind of paints everything that happened like in a different light. So for for us, like we tried to make it really clear that like, okay, we do have a private investigator on like there will be secrets revealed about everyone for you because you were in the hot seat. Like, very like a lot more than anyone else was with things getting exposed I think you know it obviously kind of transpired into you feeling kind of attacked and feeling like okay like I you know have to speak up for myself when you were on the Temptation Island show and like all that stuff went down Mm -hmm. do you feel like they handled it in a way that you could kind of move forward or do you you know have resentments around how they handled that show in general I mean Honestly and truly, I always try to make lemonade from every bad experience. So I'm always just thinking about like the growth that I got from that opportunity and the doors that opened. And I will be honest, everyone that does reality TV should definitely do therapy because when you're placed in front of such a big audience, there are always going to be people that relate to you. And then there's going to always be people that hate you. 
And for me, there was a lot of hate mail. There was a lot of backlash. So with all of the backlash that I got, I just had to figure out exactly how to channel it into doing other things and getting my mind away from like just being sad or depressed because that's easy. I don't think that the show did a really great job following up, making sure that we had therapy or making sure that financially it was beneficial if people were losing jobs after the show. (laughs) And so I know a lot of girls from the show like follow up and let me know about that. But one thing about me is I just feel like I'm a hustler. So if the show did make me lose opportunities, I always find a way to gain more and I'm a hard worker. So that really speaks for itself. But as far as my reputation, I just feel like I got to go harder all the time just because of how damaging that show kind of, well, I can't say kind of, how damaging the show was for my work life and social life. Well, yeah, Um, I think think you did do a good job, though, of kind of like reviving your image. And I think one conversation that you and I even had on set where, you know, I know you wanted to leave that day when like everything kind of happened during episode three. And I said to you, I was like, look, like if we cut the show here, you Mm -hmm. won't get a confessional, like you won't get a chance to kind of explain this whole thing. And like, you'll see it when the episode comes out, but like your actual confessional at the end where you explain yourself and how you're feeling and all the stuff that kind of went down, like that made the show. And I think that, you know, it's really important like for us, like as producers to give you that time to talk and and get the full picture of the story. Cause it could have been really easy for us to have your blow up and then cut the show and say, okay, yeah, tune in next week. But we actually went in and put in your confessional at the end as well, which I think, helps like give it a little bit more context right to everything that was happening I definitely appreciate that yeah I don't know reality tv is hard like it's it's very entertaining but then when you step away from the cameras and the set it's like I'm so human and now I have to take on all of the backlash and I always said that like I would read the comments and I you know I'm I'm a boss bitch I'm read them comments and I don't give about what this person said what that person said like it's not going to affect me because I know who I am but then you read the comments and you're like oh shit like some of these people might be you know really hitting the core of like my problems or like this might actually be a true reflection of who I am and I don't see it because I don't think about these things in that way and then it's like, no, but this person's also just being really disrespectful. And the more it comes in, the more you start believing it. And for me, it was so hard to turn away from it, like to turn my phone off. Like I'm the kind of person where if you look at my phone, I don't have any unread messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same Yeah. Way. I don't have any unread emails either. Like I, I love reading. And if you're messaging me too, I'm going to read it. And then it was like, I clap back. I'm clap back central. So like, it's go time. Let's have fun. I'll keep going. And so I had to like, learn to like, just read something. If it's going to upset me, whatever, respond to it in my head. And well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie and say, I'm not going to clap back on people 
but sometimes I just feel like, you know, send them a smiley face and then block them. And then they can't like get access to you ever again. Well, what, what's kind of next for you? Or what are you kind of focused on right now? Honestly, I'm making music right now, which is so exciting for me. And I've been trying to not like talk about it, but honestly, it's worth it. I've been making music and I've been just making sure I'm around the right people. I've been working. I'm still doing, you know, like industry jobs and stuff like that. Trying to get into movies, acting and stuff. What is your Instagram for people to follow you? A-G-O-L-D-S-U-N. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Seriously, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us at Sickbird Productions on Instagram to stay up to date with all of our latest projects. And tune in next week for another episode of Rap Party.